Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is May 20th, 2023, and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. Great to be back with you today on a special episode of the All Rookie Podcast. Today, I'm going to unveil my first mock draft, mock draft 1.0. I'm going to be covering half of it today, 1 through 15, to not make y'all sit through an hour of a pod. <laughs> We're just going to cover my 1 through 15, mock draft 1.0. So let's get straight to it like it's nothing to it. Starting off with number 15. Got to gotta go count down right can't just go from one to 15 I could but you know but I'm gonna start at 15 with the Hawks and I have them selecting Noah Clowney from Alabama I feel the Hawks are pretty deep at point guard shooting guard small forward but when it comes to big man they have John Collins who they seem like they want to get rid of they have Onyeka Okongwu and they have Clint Capella who they seem like they want to get rid of so I think if they are going to want to replace a part, it would be the, a big. And Noah Clowney is a big that could sit a year and develop. You know, he's a little skinny on the skinny side. He's 6'10", 205 pounds, but he has tremendous potential. And he can shoot the three a little bit as well. You can call him a stretch big, you know, a stretch tall, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, he, he can be a great defensive presence for the Hawks can eventually place Capella, replace Capella and be able to do a little bit more offensively. You know, he plays the pick and roll well. Um, you know, he kind of reminds me of Chris Bosh a little bit when he was with Miami. Not Chris Bosh when he was with Toronto, but when he was with Miami. So I think he is a player that would help the Hawks a lot. And the Hawks really need to probably trade some pieces, but they're loaded as far as depth-wise, but they need a little bit more talent in there. And I think Noah Clowney would be the fit if they don't trade the pick. Number 14, the Pelicans. I have them taking quite the controversial selection in Imani Bates. Now, I have compared Imani Bates to Brandon Ingram slightly. Like, he's like a streetball version of Brandon Ingram. So what better player to develop under than Brandon Ingram uh, and Monty Bates? So, you know, he can learn from Brandon Ingram. He's on a winning team. I think the Pelicans are loaded with talent. They just sustained injuries. So if Brandon Ingram's out, you could put Monty Bates in there, you know, but the Pelicans are another really deep team. At the two, they have Herb Jones. At the three slash four, they have Trey Murphy. So Imani Bates will fit in with some depth there. They have depth at the center position. They're depth at the point guard position. So the only thing I could see they could use is a player that could potentially be a star, and that's Imani Bates. And he can, he won't be thrust into a star role, which is good. I think if he went to a bad team, it could be bad. He can come in jacking up shots, being too me first, which teams seem to be concerned with. Um, but the talent is there. You've seen scouts at the combine say he's one of the most skilled players here, one of the most talented players here, that he just needs to put it all together. It has some scouts saying maybe he'll go undrafted or in the 50s or in the 40s. No, if he's one of the most talented players there, if his head is on straight, a great coach will be able to put him in the right position. And I think the Pelicans will be able to do that with Willie Green. He sat Trey Murphy for his whole first year pretty much. So Imani Bates can't complain. And I mean, of course, if Zion 
and Brandon Ingram are healthy, you can't start over them. I think Imani Bates is one of the places that uh, the Pelicans is one of the places Imani Bates could thrive and he could be in practice every day with Brandon Ingram getting better and learning how to play a more uh, team-oriented, more NBA-ready game. I think that would be a tremendous fit. Number 13, I have the Toronto Raptors taking Keontae George. I think the Raptors are pretty good at most positions. I think they could use a center. It's not that many big men, like traditional big men that you're looking for that the Raptors could take here. You know, Fred Van Vliet could be out the door. He could not. Gary Trent Jr. could be out the door. So what better guy to put in there than a bucket getter and Keontae George? And if Gary Trent is gone, he could just fill that role right away. You know, Keontae George, you know, shooting guard from Baylor, average 15 points, four boards, three assists, one steal, 34% from three. And I believe he can play even better than that. He's just one of the best offensive talents in this class, and he'll work well. If you say 6'4", for a shooting guard, is not the tallest. He's loaded with guys like Scotty Barnes, OGR, Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, who will help with that length that this is a really tall team besides Fred Van Vliet. So Keontae George will fit right in, and he can play good defense as well. He gives great effort. His speed will allow him to succeed on the Offensive side and defensive side. So I think Keontae George will fit well with the Raptors. Number 12, I have the OKC Thunder taking Leonard Miller from the G League Ignite. He's 6'10", 210 pounds, average a double-double in the G League. Um, and shot 30% from three. A real NBA three-point line as well. You know, that's that's important to know. 19 years old, great size, can play in the post, can play in the perimeter shoot the ball well, drive to the rack well, create his own shot. And a lot of people are mocking a point guard to OKC, and that makes no sense to me. That is their deepest position. You know, they have Trey Mann. They have Shea Gilgis-Alexander who can play the point. Josh Giddy. Um, they have a couple other guys who brought in Jared Butler. But, you know, and then they have Shea. They have Lou Dort. They have so many. They got Jalen Williams. I mean, they have so many guards is no reason to mock them another guard. Why are you going to draft a player that's going to be on your bench at 12? Leonard Miller f- helps this team with size and stretching the court and playing in the post. And he can play right along with Chet. And then you have super length right there. You don't have great defensive presence, so you still may need that. Leonard Miller may need to rotate with Chet. Or, you know, you could put him at the three if, at times if you would like. But that would be an interesting lineup and give this team a lot more length. Um, you know, they have the height at with Josh Giddy and Shea's a good size, but you can't bring in another point guard to this team, in my opinion, unless you're shipping someone out, or I think that's just kind of a wasted slot. So Leonard Miller would be my selection for G, uh, the OKC Thunder. And like I said, there's Chet. I really would love a big time center to play with Chet, but there's not one in this range. So you're going to have to get that through free agency. Or a trade. And so if they keep this pick, I'm saying Leonard Miller is the best selection. And number 11, I have the Orlando Magic selecting Jordan Hawkins from UConn. The 6'5 guard who's a lights out shooter. The Orlando Magic are struggling in the shooting area. They're one of the worst teams in the league last year in far shooting, especially three-pointers. They just 
we're not good at it. So, you know, they have a lot of athletes, um, tall, long, rangy guys that don't shoot the ball that well. So including Paolo. So he will he will get better. But you know, uh they 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 need some touch. And I think Jordan Hawkins will be that guy. A lot of people may say he should be drafted a little bit later than this, but in the NBA draft, guys reach um you don't see a lot of trading back two or three spots to select who you want. You just go ahead and get the guy. And Jordan Hawkins will fit this team to a T. He's a great cutter, the best cutter in this um, draft. Uh, great off screen and rolls, moving without the ball, getting open, being able to shoot a three. And I think they will open up the court for Paolo Bencaro and those guys. So I think he will, Mar- uh, Markel Fultz, all those guys. So I think. And they need a shooting guard real bad. So um, for the Magic, Jordan Hawkins is my selection. Recap the 15 through 11. Hawks, Noah Clowney, Pelicans, Imani Bates, Raptors, Keontae George, uh, OKC, Leonard Miller, and 11, <laughs> Magic, Jordan Hawkins. Let's, get, let's just keep it moving. And number 10, I have the Dallas Mavs, who are very fortunate to keep their selection. Uh at number 10, selecting Gregory Gigi Jackson. They are lacking big men. Um, and Greg Gigi Jackson is 6'9 from South Carolina, 18 years old. He's not a traditional center or anything. He's kind of like a power forward that's a little skinny, but he can shoot the ball very well. He plays like a three at times, not necessarily a four or five, but he will be a four in the NBA, I'm pretty sure. Has a pretty good handle, can shake his defender. He's kind of similar to Leonard Miller in uh, in a way. Um, but he's a coveted size, skill, and shooting ability that every team is looking for. And the Mavs, they need that. They need some, uh, they need a big, you know. <laughs> they have the guards. If they allow and trust in Jaden Hardy to continue to flourish, they have Luka, Jaden Hardy, okay. And then they need the three, four, and the five, you know. Christian Wood may still be there, but I think Greg Gigi Jackson's ceiling is a lot higher and he could be the perfect fit for this team if they don't trade the pick. I'm not sure if they can trade the pick because of the way all the protections were with this pick, but if they have to select the pick, Gigi Jackson is a guy. You don't need a point guard. You don't need a shooting guard, in my opinion. So Gigi Jackson, 32% from three. He'll help stretch the court for uh, Luka, and I think that will be very helpful. Number nine for the Utah Jazz. I have them taking Jalen Hood Shafino, the 6'6 point guard from Indiana. Uh, average 13 and a half points, four assists, shot 33% from three. And uh, this is kind of the trend in the NBA now, big point guards. So for the Utah Jazz, what better player to take a risk on? You don't have a point guard right now. Um, you know, they had... Uh, I can't even think of his name right now, come in from the G League and play very well from them last year. But he's not the future of this team. He's not going to start. Jalen Hushafino could be that guy. Really nice handle. He can play the one or the two. Soft touch, very smooth player. Can stop on a dime and hit whatever shot he wants. He makes the right play out there, finds the open man. Jalen Hushafino will be a great selection for the Utah Jazz. I think he will fit in perfectly. And I like the selection. You know, the Jazz were hoping they would move up in the in the lottery. They did not. It stayed pretty much chalk until we got to number five, I believe, maybe six. But 
With the Jazz staying at nine, I think this could be a swing for the fences, home run type of selection. And I think it would do them well to have Jalen Hood Shafino. Now, for number eight, this is one of my tougher slots to slide in someone. The Wizards, very weird team. So (laughs) that makes it a little difficult. But I have the Wizards selecting at number eight, Anthony Black. I'm I'm more down on Anthony Black than most. I don't know if he will transition to the NBA as well as most others, but I could very easily see the Wizards selecting Anthony Black, trying to put him in that point guard because he is a really good playmaker, great passer at times, great court vision at times. Um, You know, I don't think he's a special talent, but he can do what teams are looking for. You know, he kind of has a slow release on his shot, but he can run the offense. Um, I don't think he'll be... uh, point guard in the NBA it's possible uh, but you know he's six seven. He he's tall uh, just like Jalen Hushafina but Jalen Hushafina seems a little more natural to me um, but he does Anthony Black does put his teammates in great position to score and he also has some big time scoring performances in uh in college with Arkansas he can blow by his defender but he kind of plays at a slower pace and you know that works for Luca. so it works for Kay Cunningham it, it could possibly work for Anthony Black he has had a connection with the Wizards. He spoke about it himself, saying, I think they need a point guard. I would be the guy uh, for them at eight. So I think they're going to make it happen. Kind of like last year with Johnny Davis. He wanted to go to the Wizards. They picked him. I could see Anthony Black going to the Wizards this year. Uh, but this team, that team is, uh, that team's in trouble. <laughs> but number seven, having the Indiana Pacers selecting Grady Dick. From Kansas, I think he will fit perfectly with this team. They could use a small forward. You could say they could use a power forward as well. But I think Grady Dick is the guy because I have the power forward. If he was still on the board, he's going at five. But he's off my board because he was selected at five. So next best position, small forward, Grady Dick, 14 points per game, 40% from three. So this team is going to have Tyrese Halliburton, Benedict Matherin, and then Grady Dick at the three. Tremendous, tremendous. And, uh, you know, Grady Dick has speed, athleticism, great size, and he's a tremendous shooter. What more could you ask for? He can, and he can handle the ball well. You know, this will push Chris Duarte to the bench if all works well for Grady Dick. But, I mean, he's a prototypical player that Indiana covets, a tremendous three-point shooter, Um, you know, that will fit right in. You know, he's he's not a me first guy, but he can do everything you want to athletically as well. So he's not just a shooter, which is what everyone tries to portray Grady Dick as. But the only issue I could see with Grady Dick is if he went to the wrong team. And I think Indiana would be the correct team. And he could be used to his full capabilities and not just as a shooter in Indiana. So I think it's a perfect fit, honestly. Some people may say that's a little high, but the fit is perfect. And number six, I have the Magic taking Cam Whitmore. Now, we already had the Magic at 11 taking Jordan Hawkins. Here, they get Cam Whitmore. So, they got their shooting with their second pick. First pick, they just go straight for the talent. Cam Whitmore averaged 12.5 points, five boards from Villanova, and he shot 34% from three. So, that is pretty decent in itself. You know, he has the perfect size, weight, athletic ability to play for the Magic. Uh, He can drive to the rack, play in the paint, shoot the three, handle the ball very well. 
And some people may say, well, what do you do with Paolo and Franz and Cam? Like, you still have to have a center in there. Somebody's coming off the bench. At this point, when you're the Magic, you have to take the best talent available. And because of how the draft lined up to this point, Cam Whitmore is the best talent available. You can figure it out from there later. Uh, they probably shouldn't even take both of these picks. They need to do some consolidating. They have too many small guards. And with this, they will have too many big <laughs> guys as well. And uh, there's a path for Cam uh, Whitmore to be great on this team. Uh, but the Magic kind of have the anti-problem of the Wizards. They kind of have too much talent but still can't win. Uh, these rosters just need some type of rehaul. But the Magic are going in the right direction. If they end up with Cam Whitmore and Jordan Hawkins, they hit a home run in this draft. Trust me and believe that. Recap of 10 through 6. The Mavs, Gigi Jackson. The Jazz, Jalen Hushafino. The Wizards, Anthony Black. The Pacers, Grady Dick. And the Magic, Cam Whitmore. Moving on to the top five. The Pistons, they fell the most in the draft. They fell to the worst position possible. They had the number one odds to get the number one pick, and their pick fell to fifth. And that's because there's a lottery literally with ping pong balls. So their ball just, they just had the misfortune again for getting the fifth pick, second year in a row. But I don't think that's the worst thing possible. It would be great if they got Brandon Miller, but they don't need Scoop. They don't need Amen. So, you know, if they would have got, the third pick, they still would have been fine with Brandon Miller. <laughs> but if somehow Brandon Miller was taken second, they still would pick the same guy at third, in my opinion. And that is Taylor Hendricks from UCF. 6'9", power forward, 19 years old, averaged 15.7 boards per game. And he's 6'9", slash 6'10", shooting 39.5% from three. That's what the Pistons need. They don't have a four like this. And not most teams in the NBA have a four like this. Taylor Hendricks can be incredible. He will fit perfectly with Jalen Duran. Jalen Duran is not a threat to score. Taylor Hendricks would be. I think this would secure the Pistons lineup. You know, the only thing they would be missing is a small forward, which you could say they should take Cam Whitmore. But I think it's easier to get a Cam Whitmore type than it is to get a Taylor Hendricks type. Taylor Hendricks is special. Uh, his he's a very exciting prospect because what he can be is limitless in my opinion he's aggressive around the rim but he also has soft touch when he needs it clearly has soft touch when he shoots the three but I mean he can dribble and get hit the jab step and you know pull up shoot a three get to his spot uh, and he's a very impressive shot blocker as well almost two blocks per game he's pretty much the perfect prospect to begin him at five, it's a no-brainer. You have to take him over Cam Whitmore, in my opinion. And I think he will help complete this Pistons team. And, you know, they do have Isaiah Livers, who can play the three, but not really truly gotten a chance yet. So, uh, and if not, they can get a free agent to come in there and play the three. You don't need a star at every position, but I think you definitely need to fill that power forward position. And Taylor Hendricks should be your guy, Detroit. Pay attention. Number four, the Rockets fall to number four in the mock draft. Well, in the lottery period. And they are, I haven't selected Amen Thompson, the dynamic electrifying point guard from Overtime Elite, averaged 16 points, six boards, six assists, and two steals per game. 
And not only that, he's six foot seven with a six nine wingspan. His only negative is he's not a great shooter. You want that to get better. But like I said, dynamic point guard, super quick first step. But not only that, he can lead a team. He can get assists. He can get rebounds. You know, he's like Josh Giddy on steroids. So Josh Giddy helped the Thunder tremendously. I think Amen Thompson can do the same for the Rockets. There could be a wrench in the plan. You know, they're saying James Harden could be going to Houston. But I don't know if he's ready to play point guard full time. I think he would probably play the one and the two. He's getting a little bit older, a little bit slower, a little more injured. So I think you still bring in Amen Thompson, at least for now. And the Rockets are kind of a interesting mix of players as well. They probably need to reorder that roster, ship some guys out, do a couple more things. Um, but it would be very exciting to see Amen on this team. It might be a little less exciting with Harden there, but bring him in there. Uh, Harden's not. I don't think Harden is going to give his full effort throughout the regular season. I think he's going to try to save it for the postseason, and he's going to let the young guys take control up until then. We'll see. <laughs> but I have the Rockets taking amen. And it's not a guarantee that Harden is going back to the Rockets yet, but they're saying it's looking like a very strong possibility, so we will see. Number three, the Blazers. I have them. You know, they had the fifth odds to get in the fifth pick. The most odds to get the the Blazers more than likely were going to get the fifth pick, but the lottery balls bounced in their direction and they moved up to third. And it's a great spot to be in, but I think this already been reported that they want to trade this pick to get a guaranteed player, a veteran player to play with Damian Lillard to win now because rookies don't necessarily win right away. Unless you're LeBron James, but I think that would be a bad idea because they keep bringing in guys like Jeremy Grant, uh, Cam Reddish, you know, guys that can fill a spot, fill a role, but they're not elevating the team. The way to elevate this team is through the draft, especially when you have top 10 picks. Shaden Sharp did elevate this team last year, and he will very much so in the future. I have them selecting Brandon Miller, who will elevate the team if they select them and don't just try to cater to Dane, who I feel is great, but should not be determining the future of your franchise when he probably has two or three years left in your franchise, because it's hard to get a top three pick. This doesn't happen every, every day. So if you're not getting a superstar, you need to make the selection. And I have them selecting Brandon Miller for six, nine, four from Alabama Average 19 points, eight boards per game, 38% from three. Perfect prospect for Portland. He would fit well with everything they have going on there. He kind of fills one of maybe the only hole they have. This is what you need, Portland. Um, you know, it may take them a year, half a year to really fully get in the swing of things. It's worth waiting that half a year, that year, that year and a half to potentially have a star as opposed to trading this pick for someone like a Jeremy Grant type who's going to be really good for you but get you nowhere in the end. The upside for Brandon Miller could be all-star worthy for a long time. Not just all-star worthy or, you know, will help you win a round or two in the playoffs for a year or two. 
So I don't think you can pass up on Brandon Miller. I think it would be a huge mistake. You know, the shooting ability at his size makes him special. The ability to create his own shot off the dribble from anywhere is huge, especially for his size. You know, great size, great athleticism. You know, he's not really explosive, but he's 6'9". So, you know, he's not really supposed to be. But he can do everything on the court you want. Best case scenario, he could be in the mold of Paul George. Um, He has a 6'11 wingspan, 20 years old. He would fit tremendous with Shaden Sharp, tremendous with Anthony Simons. But we will see what direction the Trailblazers go. It's a toss-up, and it's a toss-up for this team as well. The Hornets, who moved up to number two, um, I think they had a chance to get in the fifth or sixth pick. Moved up to number two. I have them selecting Scoot Henderson from the G League Ignite, my number one prospect in this draft class. 6-2, average 16.5 points, 6.5 assists, and a steal per game. Only shot 28% from three. That's his big negative shooting as well. He shoots a little better than Amen, but exciting, electric player, superstar potential player. Quick hands for steals. His handles are Kyrie Irving-like. Very strong player. One of the strongest players in this draft class. Incredible leaping ability. For offensive and defensive purposes, you know, he, he can block a shot from out of nowhere just as well as he can dunk on anyone. So, um, you know, he doesn't get rattled out there. He's literally the perfect point guard, He and he wants to be great. He's talked about it. He doesn't just want to be an all-star. He said he wants to be one of the best point guards to ever play this game, and he's it's just an amazing talent, and he's not just a score-first point guard either. He can truly run a team. Loves finding the open man. And he's pretty good in the mid-range. He's just going to have to work on his outside shot. But he's very smart. He can manipulate the defense to get open or to get his own shot or to get his teammates a shot. So it's not going to be a lot of, like, backing off of him, even though he can't shoot, because he can still get where he wants to be and make it very hard for defenders to guard him. Scoot Henderson. You wanted him to go to a team that did not have a point guard, but it's not that many out there. The Blazers do, you know, the Pistons do. So the Hornets do, but it was either the Spurs or the Rockets. And the Spurs are clearly taking the guy that they want, which I'm getting to in a minute. He didn't fall to four, and I, it probably would have been bad. The Rockets are kind of a, if Harden comes there, they're kind of a crap show. So I think this fit, you have to make it work. The Hornets could take Brandon Miller. They could easily do that. But I think you'd be taking fit over best player available um, because in my rankings, I have Brandon Miller as the fourth best player available and Scoot as number one. Some people have it closer than that. But I think with Scoot's size at 6'2", it would – uh, very much so help him to be playing with LaMelo Ball, who's 6'7". So that would kind of counter that, especially on defense. And on offense, they can share the responsibilities or, you know, that's not going to hurt anything. It's a long season. You're not playing for stats. You're playing to win. You're going to have two dynamic guards. You can potentially trade Terry Rozier, trade Gordon Hayward, um, you know, and get this team upgraded it's another guy that needs to be traded as well i can't even think right now but the hornets i think it would be a perfect fit get school henderson and i I hear a lot of people saying 
Just have Scoot and LaMelo. Whichever one doesn't work out, just trade them. I wouldn't want you to trade LaMelo. I wouldn't want you to trade Scoot. Just make it work. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, same with Portland, though. You know, Hornets could trade this pick it, to move back or two, uh, two or three spots and still get a great prospect and a star player or a star-like player, potential player. But I think you have to take Scoot. It's, 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 you just have to. You just have to. He's the best player. Uh, it's debatable whether the Spurs should, you know, but the Spurs with the number one selection to have them taken Victor Wimbayama from France, the seven foot five, do it all, freak of nature, <laughs> unicorn, 19 years old, average 21 and 10 with three blocks per game, shot 30% from three. Um, the Spurs have been tanking for ever since they traded DeJounte Murray. They have been trying to get Victor Wimbayama. They've been shipping out talent left and right. Yaka Perto up out of there. And they got this team to the bare bones. They had a lot of injuries. Guys could have probably came back and played. They just stayed out. And, you know, I, they got a lot of draft picks last year, but they were all later. So it doesn't really help you to have 20th pick, 25th pick, 11th pick, um, as far as winning. So they finally got it to where they bottomed out completely and they got the number one pick in the draft. They didn't do that to just get a guaranteed star like Scoot. They did it to get their LeBron James, their Tim Duncan, their world-changing, life-changing Kobe Bryant star. And they think that's Victor Wimbayama. And if all goes well for Victor Wimbayama, he can be. Uh, there's no other player like him except for Bol Bol, maybe. Um, but he's projected to be a lot better than Bol Bol, obviously. Super long and rangy, of course, can guard in the paint or the perimeter. He has that eight-foot wingspan. So it's, even if you blow by him, he can still block his shot. His frame is small. We all know that. He needs to get bigger. He will be going against much bigger bodies in the NBA, uh, height-wise and weight-wise. Because uh, he played against some quite quite a few small guys out there, you know, it's not as many uh, seven footers, six ten guys in France uh, or in Euro League and all that stuff. So the competition will be much better. But and Victor, you could tell when he's out there, he's just trying things at, at some point because he's so much better than most of the other players. He'll just run to the corner and just jack up a horrible three pointer, shoot and fade away off of one leg, just doing stuff that you cannot do and should not do in the NBA. But he has the liberty to do that in the French League because he's the best player and they're one of the best teams over there. Um, so he's going to have to rein that in. And he's he is one of the guys that I think has went to the perfect landing spot if he does go to San Antonio. If he went to a different team, it would be much easier for him to fail. I think this team with Coach Pop, with the system, it's not a lot of spotlight on San Antonio. It's not a big city, not a lot of media coverage. It's pretty much the perfect spot for him. Tony Parker posted it um, on Twitter, a picture of Victor Wimbayama in his jersey when he was a kid. Uh, it's kind of like destiny. And it, it's, I mean, they are as well, might as well put the pick in now. They're not picking anyone else. Even though Scoot is more of a guaranteed thing, they want the lottery ticket to swing it and hit it out of the fences. And they want to have a Kevin Durant, a, a Kevin Garnett, um, a, you know, type of next level, greatest prospect of all time type of player. 
which Victor could be incredible. I don't see greatest prospect of all time. I don't see greatest prospect in the NBA ever. Um, I think he is a guy that can be an all-star for sure. A guy like no other. I mean, eight-foot wingspan, seven-foot-five, playing like a guard. You don't see that every day for sure. But it's also something that's going to be extremely difficult to translate to the NBA. And a lot of people are saying, Chris Broussard posted, if he's not Hakeem Olajuwon, Kevin Durant, someone else, like, he's a failure. I think he said if he's not better than them, he's a failure. Like, that type of talk right there, it needs to be erased, deleted, forgotten about, never should have ever been tweeted. You cannot put that type of pressure on anyone. If he's even close to Kevin Durant, it's a victory. Uh, it, I, that People just say stuff to go viral, I guess. And I may never go viral because I don't necessarily do that. But Victor Wimbanyama is clearly going number one to the Spurs. And he feels a need. You know, they did have Jeremy Sohan, who is not a big-time scorer. But he wants to do all the dirty work for the Spurs. Victor can come in, provide some blocks, um, defensive presence, uh, and offense from the big position. You know, they still will need, I feel, just like Chet will need a bigger center with him. I think Victor will need some girth with him as well. He can't really just be the center at the side he's, he is right now. So uh, we'll see what happens. I hope Victor stays healthy. He's still playing basketball right now. He's still over there in France right now. And as long as he uh, stays healthy, it's going to be very fun for the Spurs. And if they would have not gotten the first or second pick in this draft, their whole tanking plan would have been a failure. And they hit it. You know, that's what the lottery is all about. They got lucky. And hopefully they will continue to be lucky with Victor Wimbayama for the next 10 to 15 years. I'm I'm happy for Popovich and Spurs organization, but it also would have been nice to see Victor go to the Hornets. <laughs> but recapping five through one, the Pistons with Taylor Hendricks, the Rockets with Amen Thompson, the Blazers with Brandon Miller, the Hornets with Scoot Henderson, and the Spurs with Victor Wimbayama. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the first half of this mock draft 1.0. This is picks 1 through 15. I have 16 through 30 coming soon. And I'm going to be doing a pod with Vonzel Lucky coming up soon again and talk about his uh, mock 15 coming up soon. Uh, thank you all for listening. Subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the All Rookie Podcast. Thank you all for listening. I'm out of here. Peace.